scratching curious itches. Before jumping into uh, this week's podcast, I have a request. The Actors Blueprint podcast is slowly moving its way closer to 100 episodes, so I wanted to uh, take a fun little detour. If you have a question about a specific scenario you have with your craft or career, I would love to hear it, no matter how simple or complex. I will be taking those questions and answering them via the podcast in depth, one at a time, for you and your specific situation. Obviously, with your name changed for privacy, of course. So feel free to send any questions through to info at actorsblueprint.com. Love. Okay. Scratching curious itches. Almost a decade ago, I was doing a play. I was playing Valentine in Stoppard's Arcadia for Sydney Theatre Company at the Sydney Opera House, directed by Richard Cottrell, with the most ridiculously wonderful and skilled cast. It was a dream case scenario. But after 60-ish shows, I had the opportunity to audition for another play, which would mean going straight from one theatre show to the next. Something didn't sit right in my gut, despite feeling like I absolutely should go for it. I had an itch. I desperately wanted to scratch. For years I thought about screen. What if I went all in? What if, what if I really tried? When I thought about all the examples of acting and artists that I adored at that time in my life, the performances that kept me up at night, they seemed to all be in the style of screen acting. I knew different styles of acting required different skill sets, and so trying to get better at screen acting by continuing to only do theatre was a bit like an athlete trying to get better at sprinting by training shot put. Didn't make much sense. So, time to follow some curiosity. The examples that I came that, that came up for me when I slowed down and listened to what work I loved most. After applying 80-20, this obviously relates to last week's podcast. I had two bloody clear examples of what I loved most. The I Have Abandoned My Child scene from There Will Be Blood with Daniel Day-Lewis, directed by Paul Thomas Anderson. And the I Like Cools blooper from Paul Thomas Anderson's The Master with Philip Seymour Hoffman and Joaquin Phoenix. Three actors, all giving leading work, all in the style of naturalistic drama on screen. Sorry, on film, to be clear. So, I began obsessively researching those three actors to understand which skills would help me most to make moving in that direction a reality. When I looked at their work, I tried to make it as simple as possible for my little brain. All three had the technical ability to have an honest conversation in front of the lens. Ah, This was a really big turning point. 
I wasn't able to have an honest conversation in front of the lens. I was so busy giving my power away, trying to be interesting, that I skipped the most fundamental steps when it came to screen acting. Time to start again. Let's look at the fundamentals of screen acting. What does it require? With the least amount of essentials as possible. Screen acting. Screen acting. There's two words there. Let's break it up. What are the requirements of screen? An environment with cameras, lighting, sound, etc. If I just vomit everything onto the whiteboard, I can get probably 50, 60 things that I might think are requirements for working on screen, right? Everything from animal work to working with microphones to uh, Michael Chekhov's psychological gesture, etc. But in an ocean of technique, there will be a few key techniques that will apply to the majority of people in the majority of circumstances. These are the ones that I'm trying to find. These are the ones most worth investing in. When pressing myself to distill everything down to what I believe is actually needed for screen, three essentials keep coming up. One, hitting a mark. Technology, lighting and camera, has still not evolved to the point where I don't need to hit a mark. And in a close-up, if I'm an inch off, it could mean the difference between pickups in nine months' time or an easy process for the editor. Two, eye access. I don't mean looking at the other actor the whole time like a psychopath. I mean allowing your eyes to be accessed by the camera. Is the audience getting the opportunity at some point to see what's going what you're going through internally. And three, nothing. Okay, this is so important. Slight detour. If we want to give leading work on screen, we need to be able to do three things bloody well. One, ownership of darkness, right? The shadow, all the parts of ourselves that we judge as bad, ugly, or wrong. Two, ownership of light, Love, vulnerability, the willingness for our soft bits to be seen. Now, those two things, darkness and light, only make up a tiny portion of what will be required to give um, in leading role work on screen. And we will only get those opportunities to release the darkness and light in leading roles if we can spend the majority of time doing the third and most important skill. This skill is the most valuable and yet least practiced area in screen training. Often skipped over because it's, it's seen as too basic, right? It is not. It is paramount. That skill that I'm talking about, drum roll, nothing. Can you technically do nothing? Obviously, I'm being a smartass. What do I mean by nothing? Can you simply breathe as yourself in front of the lens? You are the most valuable currency in this industry, not who you think or feel you should be. If you can breathe, you can become present. If you are present, you can be interesting. That makes you a bloody dangerous actor.
for example. Let's look at an actor who is the most celebrated character actor in the Western world, Daniel Day-Lewis. If you watch all his films, you'll see a glimpse of him smiling or laughing in the same way in all of them. He was asked about this similar mannerism, <clears throat> excuse me, this, this similar mannerism all his characters possessed. His response? If there isn't me in all my characters, then they wouldn't be my characters, right? The greatest actor of all time is stating the importance of giving a piece of yourself. That no matter how much you have to play with in terms of costumes and makeup and accents, etc., all your work starts from the same place. You. Your breath. That is your foundation. Even working with Mel Gibson on, on Hacksaw Ridge, I watched him give some of the most beautiful advice uh, to to a, a wonderful human who was just starting out their acting career. Acting is just breathing. He would whisper in his ear, it all starts with your breath. So, in summary, requirements for screen, one, hit your mark. Two, give the camera access to your eyes. Three, breathe as yourself. You want to be working on screen? Become great at those three skills. Stick to those three skills and they will take you the majority of the way. Sounds too simple? Great. Amateurs try to do lots, pros do less. That's why they do it better. Bloody smart idea to become a monster at those three skills before doing anything else. Next. What was our second word again? Screen acting. Cool. Acting. <laughs> acting. Matt Damon. Let's break down the requirements for acting. Again, trying to distill it down to its most basic parts. What does an actor do? A reminder here, an actor helps share meaningful stories, which helps humans connect, which helps the tribe survive. Yes, but what does an actor do? What do they provide to the story? Well, an actor plays a character, a living, breathing human being who has relationships. Human beings don't exist outside of relationships. We are always attached or connect, connected to others in any given, any given moment. I'm going to repeat that sentence again. Relationships. Human beings don't exist outside of relationships. We are always attached or connected to others in any given moment and then within a specific context a moment in time okay a human who has connections in a moment of time therefore an actor provides moments of human connection now Obviously, we can keep going here, breaking down each one of those three requirements for screen and those three requirements for acting. We can keep building entire systems for creating a living, breathing human being, for building those attachments and relationships, and for honoring the context, the time and place. Breaking each one down to its most simple iteration that we can then sustainably practice two, three times a week. But I obviously just want to give an example of how to scratch that itch of identifying skills for you to advance in whatever field you're most curious about. The point is to get you thinking about the direction you actually want to make progress toward 
right? So what's the work that inspires you most, makes your body feel most energized? And how can you identify the skills you need to actually do that? We really, really want to let go of the shoulds here, right? I have boxes of acting books in my garage telling me hundreds of ways I should prepare for a role or what I should focus on when it comes to screen. It's exhausting and unsustainable. What's most important here? One, run it through the inner child filter or your body. Is this actually enjoyable? It might be way more enjoyable for you to simply put on a costume and go walk around in public rather than sitting with a script and writing down everything you should like you're doing homework at school. And for other artists, it might be the absolute reverse, right? Listen to your body. What's energizing and engaging for you? And two, do less better. Boil it down to a few simple things. Become great at those few things. Becoming great at those few things will take you so much further than spreading yourself thin. No one walks into the gym on day one and tries to lift 500 kilos, but suddenly when it comes to acting, many actors think that's a great idea. Yeah, I'll just read this acting book and do that one class and do everything it says in the next 30 days. No, keep it simple, stupid. If you can instill a culture of excellence by doing just a few things very well in the next six months, you will normalize those skills, which means in another six months, you can advance yourself further by moving on to the next few things. And after letting the wonders of compound interest run its course, you can reinvent yourself as an artist in, a, in just a few, few short years. So slow down in order to go faster. I hope this helps. Okay. Um, due to my new studio space, I still have one spot available for my six-week program open to uh, beginning in the next two weeks. So just email me to discuss. For private coaching or other resources, head to www.actorsblueprint.com or simply email me at info at actorsblueprint.com. Otherwise, check out the Actors Blueprint on Instagram. Cool.